Hi there, welcome to the Wealthy Life Lab with Esther and Yar. This is episode number nine. <laughs> so excited. <laughs> Today we'll be reflecting on what we would tell our 18-year-old self, knowing everything that we know today. So the reason why we've chosen to talk about this topic is because sometimes it's so easy for us to forget how far we've come in life. Um, So we go through life and we're kind of just living. It's really important to just take a pause, just like have a moment to look back um, and to kind of reflect on what are the lessons that life has given us. I truly believe that we're not just living. Life is teaching us things. It's given us experiences. And it's really important that we um, understand what those lessons are for now, not just for now, but also for the future. I believe that your mistakes are not your mistakes. They're actually your lessons. And I actually have a um, a free worksheet um, that you can download about overcoming financial mistakes. When you go through an experience in life, if you see it as a mistake and you don't learn from it, you tend to have like a negative sort of feeling associated with it. But when you're able to turn that experience, I don't even like to use the word mistake. When you're able to turn that experience into a lesson, it becomes more of a positive experience. So I would like to share with you what I would say to my 18-year-old self. I actually have probably like three pages worth of things that I would um, want to tell my 18-year-old self, but I will give you um, maybe three or four. So the first one is I would tell myself to pay myself first. From the very first paycheck that I ever received when I started working, I would have saved and invested 10% of each paycheck. I think I mentioned this on a previous podcast that, um, or it may have been somewhere else, I'm not sure, but I actually calculated like if I was paying myself 10%, um, saving 10%, investing 10%, of my salary, just based on my average salary for the past 10 years, like I could have purchased a house mortgage free. I could have purchased like a 300,000 house mortgage free. Um, So paying yourself first is really important. And the earlier you're able to do this, the better, because you're giving your money time to grow. And the second thing that I would say to my 18-year-old self is to listen and to follow your gut. My intuition, the Holy Spirit, you know, that feeling that you get inside that is always talking to me, giving me the answers, leading and guiding me. I I have in the past just sort of ignored it and not paid attention or been afraid to listen to it. But I found that the more I tune in to my intuition and the more that I listen to it, you know, I wouldn't say the better things are, but the more peace I have with the decisions that I make in life. You know, if you're planning on what do I do? How do I go about this? The types of people to allow in your um, circle of influence, just listening to your gut, you know, like how people make you feel. Listening to that gut feeling inside is usually an indication if you even like them to even want to spend time with them and allow them in your space. And number three is um, just to not be afraid, you know, like fear not. Fear doesn't exist. That's what I'm living now, basically. Like, what is fear? What is that? Unless, Unless I'm walking in the middle of the road in front of a car, 
fear does not exist um, in my sort of vocabulary and, and world now. And that's something that's taken me a while to kind of get to. Um, I have had a lot of fears, you know, but that's something that I've worked on. And it's something that I would definitely encourage my 18 year old self to just be like, hey, baby girl, it's okay. Like you have nothing to be afraid of. It's going to be okay. Um, And there's this saying that's very popular, which is, you know, feel the fear and do it anyway. And so when I do have that feeling of fear that wants to come upon me, um, I just say to myself, just feel the fear and do it anyway. Because a lot of the time, if you're waiting for the fear, the feeling of fear to go away, it's never going to go away. So I've kind of just learned to push past, to push through that and to kind of do it afraid, do it not understanding, do it sometimes with it half completed or because especially if you're a perfectionist, you know, you could be afraid of putting something out there because it's not how you want it. And it's like actually done is better than perfect. You know, you have to start from somewhere on until you take that step of faith and you you put it out there, then you're just never going to know. Um, so, yeah. And I think finally, the last thing that I would tell my 18 year old self is to live in my truth. Um, I feel like I, I took that on like in my 30s and I feel like I probably wasted a lot of time in my 20s just not living in my truth and living up to other people's expectations of me and what they wanted and how they kind of saw me, not even seeing myself how I, you know, saw myself. I was almost seeing myself through other people's eyes. And I've learned to just live in my truth and to just walk in my truth, whether that's in my finance, in my personal life, in my marriage relationships, in my faith, just to live your truth, because it's what matters to you that counts. Um, And if you're not behaving in a way or living in a way that's not aligned with your truth, then like, what are you living for? Um, so yeah, I would love to hear what you would say to your 18 year old self. That's the, that's a fundamental list that you've got. That's a serious list. So I don't know. I'm going to follow up. I'm going to try. Um, (laughs) so what would I say to my 18 year old self? Um, so I think the best thing that I can do is kind of tell you who I was at 18. So at 18, Mm -hmm. I was kind of, I was an oxymoron. So I was very, I was loud, but I was also very shy. And so I hid the shyness by being very loud. Um, I was naive, but thought I knew it all. Um, so I was very gullible. And so that didn't fare well for me at 18. I knew I was different. I always desperately wanted to belong. And I didn't understand at the time what a gift that was um, to, um, to, to, to yeah I didn't understand what gift that was was just kind of being able to be me and being okay with being the original version of me and not a copy of somebody else Mm. um but because of those things I was very afraid to ask for help to be vulnerable and to give and receive love so at 18 I was very um out there scared and alone really um and so what I would say to my tenure self as a result of that is the very first thing is it's going to be okay. Um, and by that, I mean, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to do things that, um, that everybody else is going to be like, oh my gosh, what is she doing? 
but that's simply because they're 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 living their life based on what their experiences and you have to live your life based on your experiences I would embrace new experiences I would say yes to so many more things um I would I would seek the things in my life that make me that fill me up so for example in my 20s was it in my 20s I think my 20s and early 30s I did a skydive and then I also did a um, bungee jump and at the time I did them and they were really, really, they were really, really scary at the time, but that's how I would want to live at 18. Like just trying things that, that push me, that push the, um, the envelope, that push me to be even better. Because once you step into the fear of that and you do those kind of things, then you are able to do, you're really able to do anything. And so it's not that you don't feel the fear but like, just like you said, Esther, you do it anyway. You do it in spite of the fear. And the more you do it in spite of the fear, the more you become better at pushing yourself to do new things. You're pushing your boundaries. And because you're mm-hmm. pushing your boundaries, you're then able to, the things that you thought you found difficult become easier and easier and easier. And so that grows your confidence because you're, you realize that you can do it. So the things that you didn't think you can do, you're now doing. You're in places that you didn't think that you would be able to be in because you're now putting yourself in those places. And it's not to say that um, people aren't going to bash you or tell you you're wrong for being in those places, but because you're just willing to give it a go, you're just like, well, I'm going to just see what happens. And nine times out of 10, it's going to, you're going to, if nothing else, you're going to learn from the experience. Even if it's not for you, you're going to learn and you're in a position to be able to say, I I even want to do that. I don't want to do that based on your own experience of it, as opposed to based on your idea of it. (laughs) The next one I would say is believe in yourself. So Mm. my thing is, I know that we all have greatness within us. We all have greatness in it. And I love, um, there's a quote by Mary Ann Williamson, which basically just says, your playing small does not serve the world. Um, and that's exactly what it is. Your playing small does, just does not serve the world. And it's understanding. And I knew at mm. 18 that I had greatness within me. Um, but I lived in an environment that didn't allow me to express that the way I wanted to express that. Um, so it was kind of like you go, you go to, you go to school, you go to college, you do all of those kind of things, but you don't but you just kind of follow what everybody else is doing. You don't really push out yourself outside the envelope. You don't really, um, you don't really follow, listen to, listen to your heart and follow that and figure out, okay, where's my heart telling me, but you kind of, you kind of become, well, you don't kind of become, you are a follow fashion. So you follow what your friends are doing, even though it doesn't really feel quite right, but you want to belong. So you're just going to just stay in it and do what everybody else is doing, even though it feels quite empty. Um, so what I would say is just trust the greatness inside of yourself and, and live that, live that. And, you know, it's that thing that starts out as a really small whisper, just that that small whisper that just says, do it. And people will laugh at you and people will cuss you out. Doesn't matter. Um, because at the end of the day, my I, I'm a, a really good friend of mine, um, she wanted to work in um, radio. And mm. when she wanted to work in radio, people were uh, laughing at her at the time and saying, um, oh, what are you trying to do, get into radio for? Because she 
she had done a degree in marketing, I should add. So like, what are you trying to get into radio for all of this? But she just literally just loved music. So she wanted to work in radio. And then um, after about three or four years, she got she she did um, volunteering. Then from volunteering, she got uh, she got um, a job. And then from that job, she got another job. And then she ended up working at a big corporation in radio. And the very people that said to her that were laughing at her, sorry, later on came back to her and asked her how she did it. So that's that. I've always taken that rule from me ever since that time. First they laugh at you, then they'll tell you, how, then they'll ask you how to do it. So as long as and you then when they ask you, you charge them a thousand or more pounds. No, you don't. You don't. Charge them. <laughs> you don't charge them a thousand pounds. Um, you just tell them because. That's what, because that's what it comes down to. If you're really serious, you're going to do it. So whether I, because if you were really serious, it wouldn't have taken me telling you to do it, to do it. You would have done it on your own. So, so what I learned from that is if you really want it, just go after it and don't listen to Mm -hmm. the people that are telling you why it's wrong or why you can't or why you shouldn't, because if you listen to all the shoulds, you'll be shoulding all over the place. And when really and truly, what you've got to do is just listen to yourself. You will figure it out. You will get there. It is going to be okay. And then the third thing I would say is follow your heart because that's where your dreams live. We're all given these thoughts. And I don't think they're just given to us randomly. We're all given, mm. given them. And as long as we're willing to um, stay true to them, we can really live our dreams. But we have to believe that we can live our dreams. We have to believe that if I do this thing of that sounds crazy to everybody else, but if I just go out and I do it, it will turn into something. The amount of times I've, I, um, so I did a lot of volunteering when I was younger and, and pretty much I think everything that I volunteered in, unless I chose not to, it ended up turning into a job for me because I didn't have the experience so I went to volunteer to get the experience and because they got to know me and they liked me and obviously I had a good work ethic, they, mm. they, they then wanted to hire me. And, um, and at the time I didn't appreciate it because I was eight, I was young, eight in my, in my teens and then in my twenties. But looking back on it, you realize that when you follow your heart, when you follow what's inside of you, other people recognize that too. And they reward mm. you with, with with gifts and those gifts are a job that and that and those and those gifts actually reward your gift they let you know that what you're doing by following your heart is the right thing to do but you have to like I said believe in yourself and know that it's going to be okay in order for those things to happen for you so looking back on before we move on I loved um you know what you said and one of the things that came to me is for someone who is listening to this and is thinking, oh, you know, like I don't have the confidence. I don't have, you know, that confidence. And and I've heard a few people say this lately where they're trying to step out and they've said, oh, I don't have the confidence to speak. I don't have the confidence to do this or to do that. Um, and it it really is, you get the confidence whilst doing it. The confidence kind of builds up. So I just wanted you to touch a bit on that. Like, why okay. do we wait until we feel 100% confident before we step out? Well, you never feel 100% confident. That's the whole point. So there's this thing called competent confidence. And how Mm. how that is, is you don't get, a lot of people think that you get confident and then you do. But actually what happens is you do and then you get confident. So the more Mm. you do it, the more you get confident. And it's like anything else. 
that when you think about um, any job that you've ever had, on day one, did you know how to do the job? But by day, by exactly, but by day a thousand, say, you knew how to do the job and you knew how to do it well. And you were confident so much so that if somebody was to come in, you were happy to train them up. And that's what a lot of people don't realize. They, they, if you're waiting for the right time, perfection doesn't exist. So if you're waiting for the right time to do something, it's never going to be the right time. It's like, even when you say sometimes, oh, I'm going to wait to have that right conversation with that, um, with you, with a particular person, it's never going to be the right time. So stop waiting for the right time and just do it. And in the beginning, and understand in the beginning, it may look very, 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 very messy. It's supposed to, because you don't know what you're doing. But as long as you stay the course, you will continue to grow because you're learning, you're developing, you're growing, you're adjusting, you're making things, things work. Like you, you started something and it was over, it was up here. So you start something and you were like, um, it's like, basically it's like going up a, a set of stairs. It's literally, you just take one step, step at a time. You can't go and say, I'm going to just um, go up one whole flight of stairs in one go. No, you go up a step at a time. And as long as you're patient with yourself and are willing to do mm. that, you will build the confidence, but it just takes time. So it's about being patient. And again, going back to a lot of the things that you said earlier, trusting your guts and knowing that you can, you will stay the course, um, feeling the fear and do it anyway, knowing that you're going to be scared and knowing that's all part of the process. So it's, it's about trusting the process, I think. No, I totally agree with you. And it can be applied to personal development. It can be applied to even your finance. It's if you feel that you don't have the confidence to manage your money or you think it's too, it's, oh, this is something that a financial advisor should be doing, or I don't know how to budget, or I'm not good with saving. As you save, as you budget, and as you're consistent with it, you build the confidence and you get better and better. And I think you mentioned this before. Um, it's just being consistent and just kind of seeing it, seeing it through and committing to that goal um, of, of where you want to be. Thank you exactly. for breaking that down. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome, Mr. Thank you for stopping me so that I could break it down. Um, so looking back on our individual journeys, what key lessons do you want to share Esther, from your teenage years or overall, really, from your teenage years to now? That is such a big lesson. I feel I'm having like an Oprah moment right now, you know. <laughs> oh, this is my Oprah moment. Like Esther, share with the world the five key lessons that you've learned in your lifetime. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually do have five key lessons. That I'm like. <laughs> um, so I guess the first key lesson would be to know that who you are today is who you always be if you don't change. So if you desire a change, if you want your life to be different, if you have a dream, you have a goal, you have things that you want to achieve, you know the person that you want to be and become, that's not going to happen if you stay the same. Like you have to grow, you have to change. Um, Something has to give, you know, and um, yeah, just who you are today is who you'll always be if you don't change. So if you want to be someone else, then make the change. Um, and it doesn't have to be drastic changes. Sometimes the little changes, but on a consistent and regular basis will also get you to where you want to be. And key lesson number two would be just realizing that there's no one thing. I feel like I've wasted a lot of time just looking for the secret 
like what's the secret what's the formula mm-hmm. there must be a bl- blueprint that I can follow um there's no one thing there's no one moment there's no one success there's no one experience and I feel like when we just look for the one and you may find the one but the one may not fit for you it may not work for you you may have to rejig it a bit you may have to kind of tweak it here and there for it to work for you um and so I've I do a lot of coaching. I invest in myself with courses and I'm just learning that there isn't one way of doing something. There's no one thing. And it's just all about understanding what it is that you want and utilizing the resources that are available to you. But don't be afraid to add your own touch. Don't be afraid to make it into your own experience and to create something new with it. And key lesson number three would be, and I've said this before, commit to the journey. Commit to the journey of personal development. Commit to the journey of improving your finances because it is a lifestyle. Well, I hope it is anyway, because it has been for me that it's my life's work, as I think they say it, to continuously develop myself and to continuously grow. It's my life's work to continuously improve my finances and to get better. So committing to the journey, because once you've committed to the journey, you're more likely to take action because you want to see the results. You want to see progress. And you know that actually this is this is me. This is my life. And you can just go on that journey and explore. Key lesson number four would be, um, and actually, yeah, this is going back to you. Like, I love your slogan, meant for more, because I truly believe that we are meant for more. And knowing for yourself as much as if other people tell you, but know for yourself, even if nobody is telling you that you are meant for more and truly believe in that, just like Kiara mentioned, believing in yourself, believe that you are meant for more. You're not just what you are, you're meant for more. And whatever you think you're capable of, just 10X that because you're capable of way more, way more. Um, And finally, my fifth key lesson would be um, what got you there isn't going to keep you there. You know, sometimes like we do the work, you know, we do the investment and then we get to the goal and then we kind of chill. So I remember when I first paid off my debts, I just thought just pay off the debts. I didn't do any work into staying debt free. Mm -hmm. And so you can pay off debts, but you have to stay debt free. You can build savings, but you have to not use it on things that the saving isn't meant for. You can start investing, but you have to like not go crazy, you know, where this, where the stock market's misbehaving. So it's just knowing that once you do achieve the goal, all the work that you did to get there, you're going to have to do a different type of work, you know, on a different kind of level. It may ask you, for example, you might initially invest your time and you achieve the goal. And then in order to maintain that goal that you've achieved, you may need to invest financially in that, you know, so just really understanding that what got you there isn't always what's going to keep you there and to be willing to make the investment that you need to achieve your goals. So yeah, please do share with us what are your key life lessons. I will, but I really love that last, um, your last point, Esther. I really, really love it. And the reason why is because I think a lot of people in reaching the goal, they forget about the maintenance. And the maintenance sometimes, just keeping it a thousand percent real, the maintenance sometimes is tougher because the maintenance 
requires discipline but a different kind of discipline because the goal you're always working towards something whereas with the maintenance it's kind of it can kind of feel like it's plateaued a little bit um but you have to have that maintenance there in order to be able to keep going so you can achieve your next goal so I think it's so important and a lot of people just lose sight of that like they like you were saying you reach the goal and then you know I've reached the goal so I'm not going to I'm not going to do anything more but the problem with that then is, is that then that goal can end up feeling, falling by the wayside. And a brilliant example of that is uh, losing weight. Um, whenever, <laughs> whenever you lose, you lose, you know, you, you're carrying that little extra, little bit of extra weight. You lose that little extra bit of weight. You're feeling fine. You're feeling good. And then you start going out with friends again. Well, in these times, <laughs> or even in your house at this point, you start... Yes. Um, doing whatever it is that you're doing and then three months later those those lovely pounds that you lost are back they're they're back to stay and so it really is about maintenance and um I use the example of weight because a lot of people have that issue but a lot of women I should say especially have that issue but really and truly it's a principle that carries through in everything that, that we that we do so the same thing that you were saying with um your finances for me is also making sure that my spiritual um health is is um mm-hmm. is good so it's it's in all areas of your life and maintaining and maintaining that so you can have you can you can be even better so you can go and do even bigger and better things so i really like that thank you esther and um, just wanted to add to that, like mm-hmm. somebody asked me the other day, like Esther, you, you're debt free and you're good with money now. Why are you doing no spend challenges? And I said to them, it's to keep me debt free and it's to keep me doing good with my money. Because like you said, it's the discipline. Mm-hmm. So by me doing like a one week no spend challenge, I'm training my mind and I'm training myself to be okay with not spending money because yeah. there was a period where I couldn't go with de- like I had to buy something, even if it was like a sweet, a mm. lollipop. Uh, and I realized that it was just a habit that I had. And mm. by me doing like no spend challenges, it just really helped to train myself to be like, okay, you don't have to buy things every day. And now I could go like a whole month in January. I do a 30 days no spend challenge where I only spend money on my essentials. And this is really to get my mindset ready for the year to be like, okay, what are your goals? What are you working, working on? What do you need to prioritize? And so there may be just little things that you can do for yourself in order to maintain whatever goal that you've, you've achieved. And I like the example that you've given about health because boy, last year I, started my personal training um, sessions. I started, I think I started in November, right? Mm -hmm. And was making progress. And then Christmas happened (laughs) and there was a two week break. And I learned so much that you can do so much damage in a space of two weeks. Because when I went back to the gym, it was as if I was starting afresh. I should have just waited after Christmas to start my sessions. But it's really interesting because it's made me aware that, you know, two weeks is a long enough time to yeah. kind of dwell on your goals and end up right back where you are. Yeah. So over yeah. to you. Yeah. 
Um, so, um, so thank you, Esther, first and foremost. Um, my first one is, my first lesson is two millimetres. So this is a principle that I first learned from Tony Robbins, and it's two millimetres. And it's basically whenever, whatever you're doing in life. So what happens is, is that whenever we have a goal and we're working on that goal and that goal isn't working out for us, what we tend to do is say it's not working and you stop. But actually what you what you do is you go you keep going until but the issue with going in until if you keep doing the same thing and it's not working it's going to continue not working so it's about learning to adjust and the adjustment normally is no more than two millimeters it's only a slight adjustment doing something slightly different so for example um if you know so i'll just use the example of um of uh, eating healthy so if you know that um Ian, if you say I'm not gonna eat, I'm I'm not gonna eat any carbs, I'm just gonna go on a keto diet and, and I'm good with that. But if you know that you like rice and you also like potatoes, <laughs> why why are you doing that to yourself? So learn to limit, maybe learn to limit the rice and potatoes. So that's your two millimeters. It's not by saying um, so-and-so is doing a keto diet and they've lost so much weight that I must go and do a keto diet also. It's also actually, it's just saying. Actually, that keto thing does actually work. But for me, I know I need rice. For me, I know I need mm. potatoes. So it's instead of maybe three or four times a week, I'll only have it once or twice a week. Maybe if yes. I'm really good, I can get it down to once a week. But but feed that craving so that craving isn't there. So then you're able to then continue on with your healthy mm. eating. And it actually does become a lifestyle. Not It becomes a lifestyle for a month. And then after a month, you're you're like, you're like running, running for a bag of chips in the supermarket. Everybody's looking at you like, what is she doing? Um, I so, needed so, to have this for myself. <laughs> so, yeah, so two millimeters is really, really important. Just adjust your goals by two millimeters, whatever they are. Think about another way that you can adjust them. And if you're not sure, then, you know, that's what people like us are here for. That's what your friends are there for. Just ask somebody. Just ask mm. somebody to help you out and, and so that you can make that adjustment for yourself to get you to where you need to be. The second thing is be like Nike and just do it. So just like you were saying earlier, Esther, about the confidence thing. So a lot of people wait in their in their mind like I'm going to wait until I'm going to wait until I have I have the right amount of money. I'm going to wait until I have the right connections. I'm going to wait until I've done the the right course. I'm going to wait until um, I have the right um, venue. Whatever it is, um, they're just going to wait. But actually, what, what actually gets you in the flow of actually doing it is just doing it. And when yeah. in the beginning, you're going you're gonna to come into roadblocks, but it doesn't matter. You just keep going because that's all part of the process. And it's like, be like Thomas Edison. I think it was, he invented the light bulb when he failed. I think either it was 1,000 or 10,000 times he failed. And you know what he said? He said, well, you know what? It'll have to be, I'll have to get it right on the thousandth and one and first time, and he did. Yeah. And it's and wow. it's the, and it, and then also if you look at the um uh the Kentucky Fried Chicken guy, Colonel, I can't remember, Colonel Sanders, Colonel yeah. Sanders. He, I think he started um Kentucky Fried Chicken in his in his either eighties or nineties. Just do it, man, because <laughs> and the reason <laughs> and the reason why I say that is because. It's so important just to go ahead and do it. You're not yeah. going to get it right on the first try. But if you, but but here's one thing I can guarantee you: 
you will never, if you don't try, you will never get it right. So yeah. just keep trying and just keep going. And then, and then this is one of my biggest lessons is things aren't happening to you. They're happening for you. So there's many, there's been many things that happened in my life. And I used to have that mindset of why me, why me, why me, why me? I now mm. have the mindset of why not me? And the reason why I have the mindset of why not me is because I know the benefits of being able to say this is a challenge and I'm going to embrace that challenge. And this is from something as as small as somebody at work who I don't really like to um, a big like loss in the family. Whatever it is, it's about it's about learning to understand that that thing is actually happening for you. So it's an opportunity for you to grow. It's an opportunity for you to be better. And, and if you're willing to look for the lesson and find that lesson, you will, you will grow and also find the beauty in it. So for, so for me, something that I think for a long time, so my dad passed away when I was 26. And um, for a long time, it was kind of like, why me kind of thing, you know, kind of, you know, yeah, just why me? And then, now I look back on it and, you know, I, I'm able to see all the wonderful things that he taught me as I grew mm. up, as I, the more I grew into my adulthood, I was able to see the wonderful lessons. I was able to appreciate who he was as a person, the things that he's done for us. So rather than looking at focusing on what wasn't right, I was able to see like what is happening is I had the opportunity to be in the presence of a wonderful human being for 26 years, oh. as opposed to, as opposed to the opposite of that. Now, don't mm. get me wrong. You know, my dad was a hu- was human, so as he, you know, was a human being. But more than anything, he taught me how to be mm. a better me, even if I didn't recognize it at the time. But that only came from me learning to appreciate the who he was as a whole individual. So mm. the good, the not so good, whatever. It was just learning to appreciate him, and then I was able to say, okay. These are the things that I really, really like about my dad. And these are the things that I want to take forward. This is how I want to carry on his legacy. Um, so that, so that to me is really learn to shift your mindset. And it's really important to learn to shift your mindset in that way. Mm. The next thing is we all face common challenges. So we all face, when it comes to fear, we all face that feeling of feeling like we're not good enough. We're not worthy we're scared we're afraid that people won't love us we're afraid of of we won't have that connection we won't um belong not all of us have it I mean so not some of us have it we all have it Mm. we are more alike than we are different and so it's about learning so it's about learning to embrace each other for for who we are as individuals and understanding that you know you're not going to like everybody not everybody's going to like you but that's okay but the same way this person has these hangups. You have your own hangups and learning to just kind of give people um, grace, the grace and the space to be able to just be. And so that they can give you, they can do the same for you. Now let's keep it real. Not everybody's going to be able to give you grace and space, but it's only because they're not there yet. It's not because yeah. they don't want to. It's because it's just. So you have to give the grace and space to them as well, isn't it? Because they're exactly because there's somebody else that's given you grace and space and somebody else gave you grace and space when you weren't there yet. Um, so, so that's, so that to me is, is the, is the biggest lesson is like learning to 
give grace and space. And, and, and by doing that, you feel more connected to people. You feel more, you feel more loving. You feel more connect and um, more, you feel like you belong and you're able to create a network of people that actually allow you to build yourself up. And also you allow them because you're building each other up and you're growing together and you become an even bigger and better because you're allowing yourself to, to be in a space where everybody is welcome. And then the yeah. fear isn't because there's a group of you. The fear isn't so isn't so big because it's kind of like, well, I don't. I'm not just doing this on my own. I'm doing this with with Esther. I'm doing this with Yah. I'm doing this with whomever. And together we've got each other, and we're going to go forward. So, and yeah, I feel so. like this is such a key time for that. Like, there's not been any other time where women, people, families, friends, you know should just stick together and come together and and just speak up, share their situation, share their problems. Um, we need it more than ever. And I feel like a lot of people go through things and isolate themselves and it doesn't have to be that way. So we should really just try and look out for one another. And if there is someone that you can extend, extend grace to, then extend that grace because that could be the only grace that is available to them. And that could be the thing, the very thing that they're waiting for to open up. And this is one of the reasons why um, I I, um, I set up my, my coaching course and my free coaching um, webinar, Stuck to Unstoppable, was just because so many of us are blocked. So many mm-hmm. of us want to go to that next um, step, but we just don't know how or we're afraid to, or we're anxious, or whatever it is, we just, and so you tell yourself all these excuses, and a year from now, you, you're still where you are, and you're still not happy, and mm-hmm. so in order to break through, I, I put this um, webinar on, and it's, mm-hmm. and it will be in the show notes, the website is um, www.nextlevelcoachinggroup.com forward slash stuck to unstoppable, but it will also be in the show notes, um, but but I, the reason why I put I actually put the um, the webinar on is to let people know that one they're not alone and two there is a way forward there is a way where you can overcome where you're at to get to where you want to be because that's where the fruits are and not only that when you get to where you want to be you can then help others do the same just like we we just like we we are doing for others but more importantly just like we are doing for our eighteen year old selves yes yes. I love that. Thank you so much. So guys, um, head on over to Yah's website and register for that um, webinar. Thank you so much, Yah. I loved all the points that you made, um, especially about, yeah, just, I like, I particularly like what you said about just do it. Like, just do it. Um, And your two millimeter, I love that. I have this thing where I like, I just count to five and do it. Just one, two, three, four, five. Oh, Mel Robbins. It's, ah, that's who I got it from. Yes. One, two, three, four, five, and just do it. Especially if I'm procrastinating in doing a particular task. And I mainly procrastinate because I don't want to do it. I'm not interested in it. It's a boring task to do. But one, two, three, four, five, and just do it. Because when you give yourself time to think, you overthink it and you talk yourself Yes, 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 yes. So thank you so much for yeah. sharing that. So guys, we've um, you know, we've come to the end of this podcast. And as always, 
you know, we have a set of action for you to take and to go away with. We want to make sure that you're not just hearing us speak, but you're also applying um, the lessons that we're sharing into your own life so that you can, you know, get to where you want to be. So this week, we'd like you to identify three transformational life lessons and how they ha- how they will help you to become the person that you are today or how they have helped you to become the person that you are today. Um, if you want, you can go back and listen to some of, you know, the lessons that Yara and I have shared for inspiration, but everybody's sort of lessons are going to be different. So if yours is different, it's fine. The the main thing is that they're your lessons um, and you're going to use them to get to where it is that you want to get to. And if you're not sure how to do this, then, hey, that's what we're here for. Feel free to reach out to us at thewealthylifelab at gmail.com. Yeah, we want to help you so that you can grow and develop and be your best. We really, really, really want to do really want to guys so please reach out and and get involved and start doing your work because once you start doing your work you will see the transformation that you see in your lives will really 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 be phenomenal so with that said I just want to thank you for listening to the Wealthy Life um, Lab podcast with Esther and Yar this is for women like you who are dedicated to becoming financially free and living the life that they desire And please, please, please don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. When you subscribe, you will be the first to know when our new episode goes live. So hit the follow or the subscribe button um, wherever you're listening to this podcast from. And we'll be so grateful if you could rate this podcast and also leave us a review. Let us know what you love. Um, A five-star rating would absolutely be amazing and we'll thank you for it. (laughs) And to find out more about us, um, to find out more about myself, do stop by at bossofmymoney.co.uk. You can also find me on Instagram and Facebook at Boss of My Money. Where can the listeners find you, yeah? So you can find me at nextlevelcoachinggroup.com. You can find me on Instagram at um, Next Level Coaching Group. And you can find me on um, Facebook, I had to think there, at the Next Level Lounge. Um, and feel free to send us your questions, like we said earlier, um, and email us at thewealthylifelab at gmail.com. So we'll ca- <laughs> I love we will, that. Well, we'll start together. One, two. Yeah. So we're going to one, two, three. Catch you on the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> See you later, we'll guys. Thank you. Practice. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, and- guys. Bye. Oh.